This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today in the studio are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, and a very special guest, that is Mrs. Rogine Kohler, who is uh, on the Toledo Sister Cities International Board, also president of the Toledo German Sister Cities Committee, and certainly an appropriate guest for what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, welcome, Rogine. Let me play just a little bit of a fanfare to bring you in. There we go. <laughs> I know wow. that, uh, you know, that's the best I could do on short notice. That's well, what music <laughs> sounds like in Germany, right? Exactly. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> on, on every corner. That I can see us all in our lederhosen right now singing that fanfare. Well, How do you I know we're I not prefer wearing... I to be in a dirndl rather yeah, than well, That's a very good point. And for our listeners, we can all tell that we are not wearing lederhosen or dirndls right now, except yeah. I'm at yeah. wearing a dirndl. Right. Yeah. Except on our faces, right? Because we, <laughs> we are masked. That's still. a mask. That's a COVID mask, just so you yes. know. Yes, yeah. okay. Well, N95-hosen. That's a very long way of our welcoming you into the uh, the podcast family, Regine. Thanks Thank you for, for the invitation. Now, after that invitation, do you want to stay or go? <laughs> <laughs> I'll yes. stay. Okay, Here, let you. me try this again. <laughs> there we go. Now you definitely stay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not every day you get serenaded with a, right. such an intricate fanfare. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about this program today, which is a, a collaboration. Obviously, why else would you be here, Rugine? This is about Sister Cities. It is a chamber music concert. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's happening on Sunday. It's October 3rd, 7 o'clock p.m. at the Peristyle, right? Your chamber concert's there now. A lot of great music, which I've never uh, heard before, some of it, and we'll talk about that. But first, before we do all of that, uh, I want to talk to you, uh, Rogie and Kohler, about your background. I mean, what we do is we normally, when we have a guest, we ask them to tell their story. So I'm going to bring up some music for you, <laughs> right? Is it that fanfare again? No, this is, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but, but Rogine plays the clarinet, right? Oh, right. Yeah. So this is uh, Mozart Clarinet Concerto. And I've I think played that. Oh. Is that right? Do you really? Well, I have at one time. Are you playing it right now? <laughs> <laughs> this, recording, <laughs> this recording does not feature Regine. However, you know, I mean, future seasons, future programming, maybe uh, you'll make a guest appearance with the... Uh, if I were better quality and practiced all the time, that may be, but not the way I practice now. <laughs> I say the same thing, but, you know, I've never practiced, so here I am. <laughs> anyway. You're still practicing. Let's hear your... I pra I'm not practicing what I'm preaching, though. <laughs> let's uh, let's hear your story, Rogine. So we'll let the music play out. Go way back to the beginning. Tell us how you first started with the clarinet, <laughs> and then how you transitioned <laughs> to uh, working with Sister Cities. Now, you can, you can skip all that. Just tell okay. us what uh, you think is appropriate. Okay. Well, um... I was a German teacher in, the, in at Whitmer for most of the time. I started out at start, took off a few years to start a family, and then taught for another 29 years at Whitmer. Wow. Was a Fulbright Exchange teacher for a year in Germany, and through that, Whitmer and that school became exchange partners. That went on for 10 years. In the meantime, the fall fell, <coughs> and um, then we added a school near Dresden in the east. Mm -hmm. 
and that one continued for 10 years too. And then we found somebody that was living near Frankfurt in the town of Gießen and added them. So we've, Whitmer has had two exchange partners for most of the time since about 1988 or 89. And now they have still Gießen near Frankfurt and way down in the southwest corner near France and Switzerland is the town of Lurach and they still have contact there. Huh. When you say geese, and it always makes me think that's like the German word for plural of geese, right? <laughs> like a flock of geese, a bunch of geese out there. I always thought that was Eugene Goosen and his brother. Exactly. Well, that, that was where I was going next. Is that where you're going? Really? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, this is a very niche <laughs> right there, I'm just going to say. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate it. About five years ago, or so, um, our original exchange partner, our original sister city up in the north in Delmenhorst, mm-hmm. kind of lost interest, and we had a, we have a member in our group, uh, Dagmar Varela, who had a cousin in Coburg, uh-huh. so she contacted them, and they were going through the same kind of a withdrawal process from a, huh. an old sister city that they had in the United States. So we decided we would do that and that's what we've done so sister cities can get divorced yes (laughs) (laughs) in fact one of our members uh, uh, who's with a japanese group said that we were being a little like two people who had gone through a divorce and were being very cautious Mm -hmm. because we first had a friendship agreement and uh and uh, mayor hicks hudson signed that one it was her last act as of mayor so you had a prenup, basically. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And then a few months later, somebody came over from Coburg and visited, and then we signed you. So wow. can I um, can I uh, separate from any of my sisters? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Oh, great. You really want to. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they don't listen to this podcast, I'm assuming. Not anymore. Right. Okay, <laughs> um, good. So well, before... Hold well, that thought. Hang on to that thought. Before we get too far... Uh, today, I, I want to throw out this first quiz question. This is part of our pop-up minute quiz. Let me explain how this works. I've given you guys a list of, of Toledo's sister cities, right? So you've got that list in front of you. I don't have a Coburg on here because for some reason I missed the memo about Delman Horse going away and Coburg taking its place. So that's not on here. But what I'm going to do is ask you to... Uh, Pin the tail on the sister city. In other words, name the the sister city (laughs) from my question, okay? And you've got the whole list right there. It'll soon become increasingly clear why I'm asking this question right away, okay? This is the question. This is the oldest formally recognized sister city relationship in the world. Which one of these sister cities does that apply to? Let's turn. Don't give me the answer. Just write it down. Yeah, just write it down. Okay. What is this, your first quiz? Yeah. See, we did that. We got through the minute. Perfect. Right there. <laughs> now, what were you going to say, Zach? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask, um, during that uh, friendship agreement, mm-hmm. how do you evaluate a sister city to know if this is a good fit? What factors do you look for? Well, I guess in, a co- in conversations with them and emails mm-hmm. with them, um, and as you think of things that you're interested in and they can uh, combine their interests with that Um, and it's just if you go to Coburg it's like the picture that probably all Americans have 
of what a German city looks like mm. with the cobblestone streets, oh. a market square with the um, city hall and the balcony of the mayor's office overlooking that. And then up on the hill is a big fortress. Oh, great. So it had all the, all the visual parts and, um, and the people were just really nice. Yeah. That's great. I usually think of like mugs of beer and, and you know, um, fancy clocks with the little characters coming out, but I guess mm -hmm. that's more Bavarian than well, it is. Well, this, and the, technically, Coburg is in Bavaria, but they'd prefer to be called Franconia. Oh, okay. Ah. So what's the difference? Um, I guess it's like if you wanted to be called a, a Dixie Rebel in the United States and somebody from New York City. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's significant. <laughs> that puts it in a political, you yeah. know, political light. Well, that's really interesting. Now, let's talk a little bit about this concert because the name of the concert is Sister Cities as well. How does what Rogine has done and what she's involved with, how does that apply to the concept behind this, this Not concert? even remotely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's, it's good to see you guys. <laughs> it's actually a... This is one of my favorite concerts of the year, I think. Um, so Zach knows from that ever since the Toledo Alliance for the Reforming Arts was formed, I have been obsessed with trying to add an S to Tapa to create Tapas. Um, and <laughs> we got very close with Tapas Streaming. We we did right. come very close with Tapas Streaming, but in a way, there's something about that idea of little plates and sharing around in a way that's always appealed to me uh, as a dining experience and in a weird way it says a lot about your metabolism <laughs> <laughs> in a weird way this concert is almost like a tapas eating experience but in concert form um, we are taking multiple small plates of music um, pieces that are between 5 and 15 minutes long all written by female composers who happen to uh, be from the countries with whom we have sister city relationships. So mm -hmm. the composers of the pieces, Elizenda Fabregas, um, Gritzina Basevich, Ivana Deportes, Haruka Fujii, and Kala Ravneth, um, they're from Spain, Poland, Germany, Japan, and India. I would totally have tried to get nine, I mean right. nine or ten, but then it would have been a very long concert. Yeah, I see a few other countries on here you could have added, but that'll Absolutely. be a part two. Right, yes, part of your uh, concert, and these are all female composers. <laughs> that that was part of the intentional mix. Absolutely, when yes. you put it together. <laughs> um, do you often equate programming with uh, food? Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered about that because I sort of do the same thing sometimes here on on the radio. Um, let's jump into our second quiz question for the day. And this again, you have to identify what the city is that this is referring to. This city is home to one of the world's great uh, popular bakeries. It's so in demand that they have a four item per customer limit to discourage scalping. Basically, people buy stuff there and then they sell it at a profit elsewhere. So we'll let the music play out here for our minute quiz. Is that the amount of time it takes for the baked product to rise? <laughs> exactly. You know what? Let's throw another one in here. Sure. This Riverside town is the country's largest import-export center for a famous car maker. You have to decide what city that is. It's fairly close to where these cars are manufactured, and it's the largest import-export center. It's on the river in this country. 
and at the end of the podcast we'll get all the answers to these various questions i'm hoping merwin you can't read upside down there because i've got my script right here well now he can (laughs) yeah don't don't be don't be looking no cheating right okay i'm blindfolded it's all (laughs) (laughs) can you talk a a little bit uh, about a particular piece or two because these are is such a huge difference uh, of styles and music and the approach to it um is this all performed by strings this concert or are there other wind instruments involved talk a little bit about the the actual uh, timbres of the music. Sure. Well, actually, the genesis of the concert really came from wanting to feature a composer from Coburg, um, Yvonne Deportes. And she was primarily a woodwinds composer. Um, she's actually written some wonderful works for groups of flutes, groups of clarinets. Um, a lot of times these are used as teaching pieces for advanced students. I think uh, a lot of times there's like kind of flute ensembles or clarinet ensembles that form in college and then they'll perform Deportes quartets or something like that. The piece that we're doing of hers is actually a really interesting piece, Dances of Syrinx for flute and guitar. So a very un- unusual set of set of instrumentation there. And then I think it could be maybe contrasted with a piece by Haruka Fujii, um, uh, Conversations 2020. And there's something I really love about this, this piece. It's a, comp- a Japanese composer who wanted to, during the pandemic, create something which her percussion playing family yeah. could perform it's on YouTube. Zoom. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. can see the video. It's and, a, it's fun. And so it's I mean these her her family is not by not by any means the typical amateur family group. <laughs> these are really really high quality professionals, but they're also working with some of their kids. And so it's a really fun kind of conversational piece that was designed to have great players but also designed to kind of fit within pandemic restrictions. Yeah. And it's, it's incredibly joyful to have come out of such a it's a really fun piece to have come out of this time so you're, you're not having any kids perform it though right you're using we're training them up as we speak <laughs> Is, how's, how's gracie good. doing in her part uh, she's uh, not practicing she's not practicing okay yeah okay <laughs> she's reading right, captain Rosie, underpants I, ho- I hope you're bringing your clarinet for the concert <laughs> just in case well i don't know that that would be very good we're, we're gonna make you the stunt clarinetist, <laughs> stunt clarinetist. speaking of which I'm, I'm curious maybe you can tell us a little bit of your story, you, you know, your avocational story. I know you were a German teacher for many, many years, but how does the, the music and, the, and clarinet playing and all of that fit into it? Um, just Hang on I a am. second, let me pull you up some music. Okay. There we there we go, we're back to our clarinet. You know what? Let's try this instead. Okay. I know that's guitar, but just wait for it. There you go. Okay. Rujin's clarinet story. Take two. There you go. Well, like most kids, I started in the fifth grade when the kids from the sixth grade came in and played their instruments, and I thought that, sound, that sounded pretty good. Yeah. And so I just kept doing it. Um, enjoyed it all the way through high school and got into college and decided that I would continue studying, not only taking clarinet lessons, but I took a couple years of music theory and a conducting class, and I audited a brass uh-huh. tech class. and. So I have a minor in music, just for fun. Wow, you're like a triple, quadruple threat there. And and now, when we get back to practicing again, I play with a group of ladies called the Licorice Chicks. <laughs> Very nice, Yay! the Licorice Chicks. 
I totally want to hear. That's amazing. Let's have them in the performance yeah. studio. Brad. I, I think we need to definitely do something with that. <laughs> the licorice chicks. You gotta be great. careful how you. That's hard to say. Yeah. Who came up with that title? I don't know because it was already well underway before they invited me to join them. Yeah. Right. So you were a licorice chick yep. in, in the Aspiring. long history of yeah. <laughs> licorice chicks. <laughs> Good That's to amazing. know. Yeah. If they ever go on a sister cities tour, do we know how to say <laughs> licorice chicks in multiple languages? <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you say it in German? Licorice chick. Um, well, I don't know the word for licorice in German. But <laughs> licorice uh, Hündchen. Hündchen. Yeah, a little hen. <laughs> I like that. I love it. Excellent. Uh, well, we'll give you applause for that. Let me bring out your music. Perfect. Good timing there. Uh, let's jump into a couple more questions here while we're at it. <laughs> it's believed that the name of this city comes from the word for corner, referring to the turn of the river that flows through it. That's question number four. Number five is, this area was part of the ancient Roman Empire, long known as the breadbasket of its country, Home to olive groves, wheat fields, vineyards, figs, and pomegranate trees. Sounds like a nice place to vacation. Okay, I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about that, or a couple of seconds, as it were. Okay. So, Merman, I'm thinking about the program you were discussing earlier, and g give us a sense of the the time that these women were composing are they all contemporary composers are some older some newer given that one of these is obviously a pandemic com composition actually two of them are um, is that right Elisenda Fabregas's Masks is mm -hmm. also a pandemically inspired piece um, though she had actually started working on it before um, but it, she it, just wanted to wear masks for the heck of it and then <laughs> found out that she needed them. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because, you know, that's a clarinet trio and you would think that would be difficult to perform. <laughs> but, you know, not for Regine. <laughs> She'll just yeah. pick it right up. <laughs> she just demonstrated for us. <laughs> so one of my favorite pieces on the program is by Gritzina Basevich, who mm -hmm. is uh, this piece was written in the mid 20th century. It, it's written in 1951, but it actually feels to me a little bit more like compositions of um, Bartok and Shostakovich in the oh, late wow. 1930s, early 1940s. It's a wonderfully crafted piece. Um, mm -hmm. This piano quintet is maybe the largest little plate. Um, <laughs> and then, so we have three composers, uh, Elisenda Fabregas, um, Fujii and Ramnath, who are currently composing today, and Deportes and Basevich are from the last century, yeah, kind of the turn of that century. You mentioned Kala Ramnath, and uh, the piece that you're doing of hers is called Amrit. Mm -hmm. it, it's 50 for the Future from uh, the Kronos Quartet. Oh, wow. It's part of that project. Yes. Can, can you tell us what that project is about? That project is its just a stunning gift. Um, the Kronos Quartet... Uh, if pressed, I would have to say that they are the most influential string quartet for me, and I would say that it would be very, it would be hard to argue that they're one of the most influential chamber ensembles of the 21st century. They chose to commission 50 different pieces, but they wanted to make them 
part of the new, like to really expand the canon. And so what they did is not only did they commission these pieces, they put the scores and parts available for free for any string quartet yeah. to download. Um, they gave instructional videos on some of the incredibly difficult techniques that the Kronos Quartet has mastered over the years, and now you get to see them demonstrate how they do this. And this particular piece, um, Amrit, is wonderful because we get to really delve into the intricacies of classical Indian violin ornamentation, violin, yeah. viola, and cello ornamentation. And, you know, just to watch, um, and Ms. Ramneth is an amazing violinist, one of the great instrumentalists. And watching her demonstrate this is just is so fascinating because you might, not only do you get to kind of hear the music and kind of get wowed by the ornamentation she actually gets to she demonstrates how she's doing it so you're yeah. getting a behind the scenes yeah. look and, and what's interesting about this i mean the music is a wonderful synthesis sort of the western european instruments with the the classical indian instruments like the tabla and what mm -hmm. have you um chronos has recorded sort of like a drum track you know mm -hmm. which they make available for people who want to perform it of the top of the background <laughs> music and then your string quartet can play on top of that which i think is so interesting uh, i want to listen to just a little bit of it because along with all the music they they posted a sound recording of it online and this is this is part of the raga which is the second half of the piece but it sounds instantly like indian classical music but then it gets very almost bach like in the strings let's listen for a second Thank you. 
Wow. Yeah, it really takes you to a different world, you know. Um, incredible music. Do you find, Merwin, that it, it's a challenge with all your classical training to, to do pieces from all these different cultures? I think it's it's wonderful in a way because it's almost like if you've ever been traveling and you're going to uh, you're going swimming outdoors and you're like the only way to get into that cold lake is to just jump in <laughs> and you just so it's like you're lo you're looking at the music and you're thinking I have no idea how I am going to get from what's on the page to what I've been hearing and then you just start and then you realize oh oh wait if I and and it, just like jumping into a cold pool, you you warm up, you acclimate, and then all, and it's like, at first you freeze, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh no wait, no no this flows too. Yeah. So it's 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 a really interesting experience. There's, what at least I can only speak for myself right now. I am not anywhere near the speed that it needs to get to, <laughs> but it's you know you have a little bit of time. You have until time, Sunday. I, 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 you know it's. <laughs> It's 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 getting there. It's you know it's it's the blood starting to flow again. So it's it's, it's yeah. really fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious. You know, for a listener like you, Regine, listening to that piece just mm -hmm. now, I mean, does that stimulate your creative imagination? Most people are used to hearing a different kind of music when they go to a symphony concert or even a chamber concert, but this is a really adventurous, as Merwin says, kind of plate, you know, or or meal. Of, of music and you find that sort of a, approach appealing yeah I think so it's just like the appetizer yeah it's interesting so you you've had one little taste right. of the uh, the concert we should mention that it's happening on Sunday that's October 3rd at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Toledo Museum of Art Paris style a lot of different music on here from different cultures different countries some by living composers some by past composers and um, really interesting stories uh, in music that are to be had on this concert. Um, let me ask you, Regine, going back to the whole sister cities idea, how does somebody become a sister city? I mean, do, do we approach somebody else and say, hey, you want to hook up? Or do they come to us and say, we love you guys? You know, can we have some kind of relationship? How, how does that work? Is there a match.com? The is there a match.com for this? The answer to that is yes. They come to us sometimes, sometimes we go to them. The example that I gave with Coburg, because um, we had a member whose family, some of, uh, one of her cousins lived in Coburg, so we had that connection and we just called him or wrote to him and said, hey, how about it? Yeah. But then we have other... Was I that before or after Delman Horst bit the That dust? was after. Okay. That was um, as we were talking about having divorces and things yeah. like that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay if you bump the microphone. <laughs> I, I can tell All it's right. still emotional for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. The micro um, microphone's not going to you know, do anything to you. Yeah, so. With Delman Horst, a couple of the main leaders died, and just the interest kind of just dwindled in. And oh, so I we see. decided it was time to look around. So, so what would you say is like, you know, the, the, the strongest relationship uh, for sister cities with us? Uh, I mean, you by which countries have the strongest relationships? Well, I mean, wh which one? You, are, are you equally engaged with all of these sister cities? Are there programs, uh, exchanges, things going on? Or um, is it... Some of us do more than others. Yeah. Um, 
And, I, I know and then, I don't want you to pick favorites. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or you don't want to pick favorites. Right, but and I don't want to say, oh, they don't do anything either. Yeah, it's um, okay. We'll, we'll bleep it out later. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> never trust Never that. trust yeah. him. Yeah. Never trust <laughs> He always says that right. to me, too, when I tell a great joke. Right. Uh, yeah. Is there a, a sister-city relationship in the country that everybody aspires to? Too. Is there somebody? Is, do do for example say? Oh my gosh! You know, Boston has the sister city relationship with blank, and someday we want to be as cool as them. Unfortunately, I don't think we have that much of a connection with anybody. Interesting. Um, not that we couldn't have, yeah. but uh, for instance, I'm I'm thinking just of our own yeah. sister city. Comp- uh, we're just right now up over our ears trying to get an internship. Uh, going yeah. Yeah. and um, well, also we have our international festival that has a lot of stuff to keep us right. busy. But um, that's usually in April, I think. Yeah, but <laughs> because thanks to COVID, it's been postponed two or three times. Yeah. Wow. So right now we're looking at early June, two thousand twenty-two. Okay. So well, fingers crossed for that. Yeah, exactly. That so that'll happen because it, it seems like a, a wonderful event. Well, and you know, Toledo is really a very diverse city. Yeah. And for the most part, people get along with each other, which can, you can't say about every place. Right. And we try to not only have... Can't even say that about this room sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quit it, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we try to include some of the diversity that also is not one of the ten countries that we have, mm-hmm. uh, so that we have entertainers from other other countries that are here in Toledo, but just not necessarily a sister city, yeah. right. so that we can keep things really as diverse as possible. Is is there... Whoops. Oh, hang on. Hold that thought. Let me throw out a couple of more quiz questions. That you Chopin, forget, you, you, never, you never see him coming. He just sneaks up on you. <laughs> I you mean, in the middle a of a quiz. sentence... You forgot it, didn't you? I just get lulled into a moment of peace, and then minute waltz. Yes, that's <laughs> what waltzing. we do here. Let's see if I can figure out where we left we off. E okay, or five. Okay, number six. Known for its textiles and temperate climate, among other things, this city was named after a local goddess. Okay, number seven is a major port city. It lies near the start or the beginning of one of the seven wonders of the world. I'm not talking about the ancient wonders of the world. I'm talking about the new seven wonders of the world, which was established maybe 20 years ago. Okay. There's only two more questions to go after this. So we can only be ambushed one more time. Only one more time. Okay, Zach, I'm going to let you pick up where you left I'm off. I'm still go working ahead. on my project over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is the, are there any relationships that are currently uh, under consideration or any uh, dating that's happening before uh, yeah. there's a friendship? Yeah. Yeah, uh, good one. Hang on, let me pull up some music for this. Now we want to hear all about it. <laughs> all right, what, what's on the dating front for These Toledo? These are sister cities, sisters. <laughs> yes, they're they're a little more familial, perhaps. Yeah. Okay, well, let me find something that's a little a little more. Um, you know, what? we'll just go back to this one. There we go. Okay. Any potential sisters out there? Uh, Ferrara, Italy, right now seems oh. to be kind of on the books. Italy, you said? Yeah, Italy. Okay. Well, that's it then, right? Or is there anything else? Not that I can think of. That's it. Okay, Italy. All it's right. all on you. <laughs> that would have made this quiz 10% better. <laughs> exactly. 
so I'm sorry to ask all these questions about sister cities here, but um, we seem to be blessed with a lot of wonderful relationships and maybe even a, a budding one in Italy. What does this bring to a town like ours to have all of these international relationships? Well, speaking as a teacher and a parent, although my kids are growing up now, but we have grandchildren, I think it's a really neat thing for people to be exposed to different ways of thinking about doing something, Mm. uh, that there's not just one and only way that something can be approached. Food is different, the automobiles are different, or maybe they don't even have automobiles. Um, It's it's important to to experience lots of different things and then make your own self out of the accumulation accumulation of those things. Uh, It seems like part of what Sister Cities does, and the whole idea of Sister Cities is bringing that culture to you. It's sort of like a way of of armchair tourism, you know, which is really Mm -hmm. a big deal over the past year plus with the pandemic going on. People can sort of immerse themselves uh, vicariously in all these different different cultures. Right, and so you can get a little bit of a feel for it, a little bit of a taste for it, at the International Festival, because there are foods from a lot of different countries yeah. there, entertainment. There's usually also a language corner. Mm. So for half an hour, I mean, how much you're going to learn in a half hour, but at least you get a taste of it. Um, hey, hey, don't knock learning stuff in half an hour. That's, <laughs> that, that's what our podcast is all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the end of this podcast, you should know how to ask for the washroom in any language, right? Yeah, there you or go. just yeah. learn how to turn off the radio, one, one, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are a lot of food vendors there. There are a lot of um, somebody that every half hour they change the language that somebody's teaching. So we get some of the, sometimes some of the students from UT that are from right. a lot of different places. That's as interesting. As well as the usual Spanish, Spanish, French, German type stuff. Now, I know you have a predilection toward languages, but what is the most delicious food discovery you've made through your sister city's experience? Because Merwin's looking for more food analogies. Absolutely, to take, yeah. that's very important. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm the wrong person to ask about food. I'm not a food person. Really? I eat because I have to eat to oh, live. Wow. I've heard wow. about people like you. We <laughs> 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 really thought you were mythological until, <laughs> until today. No. Uh, there are lots of good foods in lots of different yeah. places. Um, yeah. We discovered that what was considered a typical Swedish dish was... Hot was um I think hot dogs and baked beans. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, you go to Germany, you can get your currywurst. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as especially if you go to to Coburg, you get a little tiny bun with a huge long, like a foot long, sure sausage sticking out on both ends. Yeah, uh, I mean sweet and savory in Germany. N- nobody does the the sweets like they do. I mean maybe oh, yeah. maybe the French, maybe the Italians, may- maybe a few others, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, having spent a good deal of time in Germany myself, I can attest to the earthiness and the richness Mm -hmm. of uh, their cuisine. Well, we've got just a couple of questions to go on our quiz. So let's do that. Number eight, this city is known as its country's musical capital, home to famous choirs and a famous annual violin competition. You should get this one, Merwin. Right? Number nine, and the final question is, this port city's name means sail, S-A-I-L, and its country is home to the highest single freestanding mountain in the world. Okay. (laughs) 
you had something to say, Zach? Or were well, you now choking, I'm all back. Choking yeah, I'm choking. I'm choking. Google over there. <laughs> all right. Now I got this all backwards. Yeah. I was okay. very confident. I was too. And now I threw you off. Now huh? I'm totally thrown. Yeah, hopefully I did it right. We'll see. Okay. Well, there are nine questions. I got the answers for you. Let's bring back this music. Here we go. Okay. Number one, the oldest formally recognized city, sister city relationship in the world, of course, exists between Toledo and Toledo. Spain. Toledo and Toledo, Ohio. So, oldest in the world. Really interesting that that is the case. Number two, this city is home to one of the world's most popular bakeries. That would be the Bombay Bakery in Hyderabad, Pakistan. Mm. Okay. Number three, this riverside town is the country's largest importer and exporter of a famous car-making brand. That would be Toyota and Toyohashi, Japan. Number four, it's believed the name of this city comes from the word for corner, referring to the turn of the river that flows through it. Well, the word for corner in Hungarian is tseg, and so that would be tseged, Hungary. Number five, this area was part of the ancient Roman Empire known as the breadbasket of its country with olive groves, wheat fields, vineyards, figs, pomegranate trees. That is the uh, Beka, is that how you say it? Beka yeah, Valley Beka. in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Number six, known for its textiles and temperate climate. This city was named after a local goddess. That would be Coimbatore. Is that how you say it? Coimbatore? Coimbatore. Coimbatore, Coimbatore, India. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'm 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 learning as we go along. Every Number half seven. hour. <laughs> Every <laughs> half hour. <laughs> A half hour is worth of learning in in seven minutes. Okay. A major port city. It lies near the start of one of the seven wonders of the world. That would be Qinhuangdao, China, because it's very close to where the Great Wall of China mm-hmm. emerges or meets the sea. Okay, this city is known as its country's musical capital with the famous violin competition. That's the International Henrik Wieniawski Violin Competition. So, obviously, the one from Poland, that would be the city of Poznan, right? And finally, that leaves Tanzania. Tanga, Tanzania, for the port city, means sail. Tanga, meaning sail. And it also has the highest single freestanding mountain in the world. Uh, what mountain is that? Do you know for extra credit? Is it Mount Kilimanjaro? No, I forgot what it is actually, but I'll look it up later. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I just want to make sure that you got eight, or sorry, nine out of nine. <laughs> no, I did no. really badly. I only got three. It must really? have been the clues, not the, you know. Yes, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll blame the clues. blame that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing a blue shirt. It's blues clues. Yes, <laughs> something like that. Uh, went off the rails a little bit though, but that's okay. So you know, this is the first chamber performance of the 21-22 season, and a lot of people have been asking why we're not doing this at the Toledo Club. Uh, we've done the series there for a long time, but last year, of course, due to COVID, we moved it to the Paris style. So 
the audience that would normally cram into the uh, red room of the Toledo Club could spread out over the peristyle. And we discovered that it was actually not a bad place for chamber music. We figured the music would get lost there, and it turned out to be just as beautiful and intimate as any performance that happens there. So COVID's still, of course, with us, uh, not as gone as we wish. So we're going to stay there for another year at the Peristyle. But uh, we hope someday to be able to take music back to the Toledo Club and those big wood-paneled walls. Um, But this is, of course, one of the things we do to make music in safety. And when you come back to the Toledo Club, then you can actually serve tapas and have the uh, the concert at the same time. Parta. Well, yeah. <laughs> you called it Parta. I, I, I have part. learned through COVID that a lot of people align their consumption of the arts with consumption of alcohol. Uh, because a lot of people are asking about, well, if we go to the museum, can we still get wine and cheese? That's what uh, they're used to getting at the Toledo Club. So. Yeah. But they've had some, they, they've opened up the cafeteria to some of the, the concerts. The cafe, and now we'll have yeah. the uh, refreshments again as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great news. Well, the concert is called Sister Cities. It's a selection of works by female composers of all different countries and cultures. That is happening at the Peristyle, as we mentioned, at the Museum of Art. And the concert is Sunday, October 3rd at 7 o'clock p.m. You can find out more information about that program. Also get your tickets. The website is ToledoSymphony.com or call up the box office at 419-246-8000. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Remember, you can check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website, that's ToledoSymphony.com, and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find the TSO streaming platform, that's online, at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Zach Vasser, Merwin Sue, and our special guest, Rogine Kohler. I'm Brad Cresswell, and this has been Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.